Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, it is Jack Gill and welcome to Red Men News. Today I am joined by Bailey Shaw, who is in a store cupboard at work right now. So uh, yeah, we'll get going with the news. Obviously, Premier League football is back tomorrow and we have lots on Thiago, who is a wanted man at the moment. Uh, we'll start with Klopp's presser, Bailey. Um, he, he actually spoke about Thiago in his press conference. Um, he said, if I could invent a word to end speculations, I'd be really rich. Did I mention that Thiago is a really good player? It's nice that we are linked with him, but that is all. Bailey, what do you make of this, mate? Oh, mate, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. No, I, I'm sick to death of this transfer saga. I remember the days back when we would, you know, finish the Champions League, got Fabinho straight in. You know, Alisson was, no, we're not getting a keeper. Comes in out of the blue. Van Dijk was the only one that was really a, sort of a long sign-in. We're ending up like Man United at this minute, you know, where we've got, uh, a transfer target and it's taken us months and months of just will we won't they and ugh, it's sucking the energy out of it for me mate I don't know about everybody at home but I'm ready for the new season I want to move on I'm like Clark this speculation is absolutely ruining me I've, I've lost sort of joy in the transfer window obviously I think it's more the last two years with Liverpool we've barely made sort of an exciting signing in the sense of you know like you're a big a spectacle side, and we've had Minamino and and um, Simakas, which were both really nice little signings. But this idea of you know a blockbuster signing that Thiago would be, I'm kind of illusion to it nowadays. And I'd love for it to happen, but I've kind of sort of mentally checked out to it. And clearly, by Klopp's reaction, he has as well. I think he's just ready to kick on with the team that he's got. Yeah, it, it was a completely different sort of saga that we're used to, though, isn't it, Bailey? Because obviously, we know from Jurgen Klopp and and his previous signings with Liverpool he doesn't really tend to sign already known world-class players and, and with Thiago that was the exciting thing we all know he's one of the best midfielders in the world he's very exciting so it, it was really exciting at first but like you say now it, it's become so long-winded and when you yeah. become the best of the best um, you can get used by agents and by players who, who are desperate for a move and, and the more I hear this the more I wonder if actually we're just one of many clubs interested in Thiago and, and whether it's being pushed from his side more than our side or, or what's going on. But don't get me wrong, we'd all love Thiago, but I think this is this is absolutely dragging on now. Yeah. Uh, and like you say, I hope if, if he can end the speculation, he ends it pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, move, moving on from that, um, it, it's also Thiago's stuff, Vast Guy Sports. Um, say that actually Liverpool have upped their bid to 30 million euros, but Bayern want 35. And this just shows what we were just talking about, Bailey, doesn't it? Because, you know, 
all throughout this saga, it was 27 million euros that they were asking for. Um, Pounding now with bid 30 million euros, and now they want 35. So clearly, Bayern making the price tag up as, as they go along. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all a bit weird. I mean, I, I saw that as well, and I don't know, to be honest. I don't think there's anything real concrete. You know, you've had Fabrizio Romano come out, you've had Christian Folk come out, James Pierce, any number of journalists, whether they're German or if they're English, that specialise in these two clubs. Everyone's like, talks have been had or, you know, personal terms have been agreed. I don't think there's anything concrete in terms of a fee being made yet. And that's, I think that's the big sort of tripping block that we're having here. And Bailey Shaw, ITK, account coming soon. I've been told by some people that he's had conversations with Manchester United and Manchester United, if they offered a four-year deal to him, he would move there, saying that, you know, he's been a fan of United for a long time. And he's clearly a hot property. He is one of the hottest properties of the summer because of how many teams are interested because of how long it's being drawn out. And it goes back to your point, you know, if we've got, we are Liverpool now and we're a name that can drive the price up for other people. You know, we're in the conversation with United, with uh, Barcelona, with PSG, I've heard mentioned for Thiago. But yeah, mate, it's a, it's a saga I hope will end soon. Um, to be honest, I'm at the point now where if we go somewhere else, I'm kind of just like, whatever. I feel like he was not, I was attached to him being at our club, but nowadays, it's the, as the days go by, I see him more as a, bus, uh, as a Bayern Munich player that could go anywhere. Yeah, the names you mentioned there, Fabrizio Romano and Christian Falk, of course, they've always said throughout as well that there's interest there from Liverpool and Bayern are just waiting for us to make our move. And, and I think it, it's anyone would be interested in, in Thiago Alcantara, you know what I mean? So I think it's one of them where it's interest. We wouldn't have bid unless anything was to happen on the Wijnaldum front. If if Ronald Koeman at Barcelona was going to really push for Wijnaldum and, and bid a lot of money, then I think Thiago would have been our replacement. But I, I, as as you say, as this goes on, I think if if we keep our, all our midfielders, then we won't be signing Thiago. And, and let us know in the comments. <laughs> two seconds. <laughs> let us know in the comments what you make of that. Uh, <laughs> oh the lights have gone we haven't paid the electricity <laughs> that's one for the outtakes but yeah let us know in the comments what you make of all the Tiago stuff are you like me and Bailey and you're done with it you just want it to happen or, or to know that it's not going to happen for certain now um, one man that does believe that we can have both Tiago and Jeannie is Jamie Redknapp who says um, come on Tiago has the same quality in the sense that he isn't phased by anything. He's already played for the two biggest clubs in the world in Barcelona and Bayern. He would give the midfield an extra dimension on top of Henderson, Fabinho, Wijnaldum and Naby Keita. They're all brilliant players, but technically Tiago is on a different level. Of, of course, he says everything here, Bailey, doesn't he? That, that is the reason why all his Liverpool supporters were so excited by, by the rumours. Yeah, I mean, it's, nobody in their right mind can look at Thiago Alcantara and say he's not a really special player. Even at the age of 29, what he possesses talent-wise is second to none to a lot of players in Europe. And what I think is interesting as well is if we bought Thiago in and also kept Junior Wijnaldum, the versatility of our midfield is tenfold. You know, you've got Thiago there that can play the sixths, you've got Genie that can play the sixth, Fabinho, Henderson. Then they could, all of those four players I just mentioned can also play the eight. And out of a lot of those midfielders, they can also play the 10. You've seen Thiago play a more advanced role for Spain. You've seen Genie play an advanced role for, for the Netherlands. Henderson, obviously, we've played much further forward in some games this season when we're trying to break a low block. We would have an incredibly, incredibly versatile system. And 
it would go against, you know, what a lot of fans say is like, well, our midfield's not star-studded, but it works for our system fantastically well. And what bringing Thiago in would do is just add another layer onto that versatility. And Jamie's right in that sense of he's a proper flair, exciting player that's got some proper finesse to him as in the six. So I'd absolutely love to have him at the club. But equally, Fabrizio Romano, Christian Falk and the likes of them aren't giving much uh, give on to, on to what we already know. You know, Jamie Redknapp saying that it's not really anything to take more than a, an acknowledgement and sort of a subsidence of what the fans are saying as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think we, we all know that Thiago would be a, an excellent signing. And, you know, it's, it's one of those situations where, as you say, our, our um, midfield would be completely stacked and, and you could call it the perfect midfield options to have yeah. if we were to bring him in as well. Um, but a lot of stuff, as, as we said, um, suggested that actually the Wijnaldum stuff and the fact that he's entering his final year of his contract and who knows if he's going to sign a new deal, whether that was a massive part of the Thiago deal, whether it had to be a one-in, one-out sort of thing. Bailey and, and Sky Sports reported yesterday that um, Klopp and Genie himself um, had positive talks. We've all seen the picture on Twitter um, of Genie and Henderson and, and looking very happy yesterday in training, mm-hmm. um, which people said maybe was because he'd agreed a new deal, the, the wonderful power of social media. Um, yeah. Yeah, interestingly, Klopp said in his press conference, Bailey, that he doesn't see the the importance of yesterday's talks and that actually he's had 506, 500 to 600 talks with Genie throughout his career at Liverpool and it was nothing really. Um, it's one of those situations where we'll never really know what's going on in the inside, Bailey, will we? And, and this is all news at the minute, but this is because it's mm-hmm. news in, in the transfer window and actually the news that we want to know, none of us actually know. No, and that's to Liverpool's credit in that element. I'd rather us not hang our dirty washing out for everybody to see. And I like, although it's frustrating to a lot of fans not having the clarity, I like the fact that it's still very private. It's these, um, you know, these matters like contract talks and transfer business are kept quiet and Klopp does squash them when necessary. And the, the Genie Thiago stuff is very baffling to me. You know, I think it's not hard to know Thiago, sorry, not Thiago, Genie is one of Klopp's main men. I think he was, didn't he play the second most games next to Van Dijk last season? He's so quintessential in that midfield because of his versatility. And it's so easy to forget that the grass isn't always greener. I know it's easy to say because we've got such, I suppose, similar type of workhorse midfielders that getting rid of someone like Genie Wijnaldum in order to you know, make way for a player like Thiago is exciting because Thiago can bring you know, that Spanish flair. Work. He's been the, one of the spine of a great Bayern Munich team over the years. And that is very exciting, but if it was to come at the cost of Genie Wijnaldum, I wouldn't take it. I'd rather have it, and I'd like to know your thoughts in the comments. Would you rather keep Genie a year and have him and his expertise and let him go for free next summer, or do you think we should cash in for 15 million this summer or 20 million, whatever it is? Because I personally think, a bit like Emre Chan, it's worth having a guy of his calibre for a season to hopefully kick us on to another title and potentially Champions League, FA Cup, whatever else is there. So, yeah, the Genie Wijnaldum contract talks, I think, is ongoing, but also, there was speculation about whether Alisson was going to sign a new deal, Van Dijk. I think it's all stuff in the pipeline, but it's just stuff that has been backdated because of the situation we're in right now. And Liverpool, amongst other clubs, are just trying to get their financial priorities straight. And I'm sure Junior Wijnaldum is right at the top of that list of getting players on a new deal. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let us know in the comments like Bailey asked there. Um, but yeah, I'm done with all the Thiago stuff now. I, I just want to hear nothing about oh, it again yeah. until I see him with the, the number six shirt. How about that? Um, but we'll move right. on. Liverpool have today um, released a new kit, and um, the third kit, Bailey. Um, what do you make of this? It's very clearly identical um, to the Croatian away kit. Um, mm-hmm. what, what do you make of it, Bailey? Do you think it's nice? I, I'm a pretty, I'm a bit of a stickler for a black kit, so I don't dislike it whatsoever. I liked a lot more the concept kit that we had, you know, the black and the pink. But that's because I'm, I'm into mad colours, you know. I, I like, I will wear stuff that's a bit more out there. So the black and the pink I thought love, was lovely. But this with the black shorts, with the socks, I love the pictures on the website. I think there's a training jacket that's coming out with a mass red night tick on the back. That looks lovely. But for a third kit, I like the fact we've got a red, we've got a blue, we've got a black. So I'm all in. I'm quite happy with it. Um, it is a little bit similar to Croatia, and I'm a bit jealous of the likes of Spurs in terms of their night deal. Their kits are always a bit little, a little bit more unique for that club. And Arsenal and Adidas have smashed it this year, like they did last year. But I'm hoping in the in the next year or years to come, we'll get you know more personalised kits as we you know do night proud. But for a third kit, it's fine. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But let us know in the comments. What you make of the new kit, some people obviously comparing the design to the United T-Tile kit a, a few years mm-hmm. ago. Um, and what do you make of Nike? Have you been a bit disappointed with all the kits this season? I'm personally a massive fan of, of the away kit. I think it's really nice, that one. Um, but yeah, finally, um, we've got the academy um, that returns tomorrow. Um, the under-18s play against Manchester United at 11 o'clock. Um, and then the, the day after on the Sunday, it's the Merseyside derby for the under-23s in the first game of the season. So it's not just the first team to look forward to um, this weekend. Um, and we've got a few comments here. Um, on Thiago, Ashley Firth says, yes, I honestly think Thiago could take us to the next level. I would worry if we didn't invest and keep the midfielders on their toes. 
Um, and Rohan Manav says, whereas we are literally debt-free and investing smartly in decent players as and when we need. Barry, I think this is interesting because there was a really, really interesting and insightful thread that we saw on, on Twitter the other day. I can't remember who it was by, um, but it divided quite a few opinions on, on you know, Liverpool's finances and why we're doing what we're doing in, in the transfer window. And it sort of looked into things and said, you know what, there are loads of clubs right now. The, the easy one to point to is, is Chelsea taking bank loan after bank loan after bank loan out and, and you know, making sure that they get loads of signings now during the coronavirus and they'll pay it back when the pandemic's over. But actually, Liverpool being more sensible and not taking out hundreds of loans and, and you know, we're losing lots of revenue with ticket sales and, and stuff like that. So actually, it's important right now to improve where we can, but also be patient and not splash loads of cash in, in what's very uncertain times. Yes, mate. And it's it's two sides of every coin that I always flip-flop between in that I'd love to be able to spend money you know, there's some fans that will go the extra mile and say, why can't we have an owner like Manchester City? Why can't we have an Abramovich? But, or even the Glazers. But, you know, if you look at the core of those teams, I think the reason Abramovich has put so much money in is because obviously they got the sale of Hazard that they couldn't spend any money off because of their transfer ban. The Morata money was furloughed a year, I believe. So that's 70, 80 million they got went into this season. So Chelsea have had FFP in their favour, but equally so have we. We've, but we've had two years without any spending, really. Uh, we've won Champions League, the Premier League, but obviously from that thread, we can see the breakdown of where Liverpool make a lot of their money with it being inside of fans with commercial broadcasting. But I look at it and I think I'd always love to have, you know, a few more star-studded players in that team. We de- we've developed some players into absolute um, ballers in their position. We sure look at Trent, Robertson, players like that. But to bring in the likes of Thiago, who is a baller, for the price that he's available at, it just seems like a no-brainer, and it's sort of looking at it and the whole uh, we're broke stuff. It does become more apparent every day. Like, why can't we afford that? And again, on the other hand, I'm glad we're not Manchester United in that we're floating on the stock market like the Glazers. We can take 150 million pound, put us, plunge us more into debt because eventually that will come back round and bite you in the ass. So I'm thankful that we are run proper, ship shape. We've got a great board. We've got a great. Um, Manager, obviously, we've got a great recruitment team. Michael Edwards is fantastic in what he does. And I'm glad we're clean in that regard. And obviously, a big element is the fact that we didn't furlough a lot of our staff. We counted that. We try and remain a socialist club and look after our own players and staff. So I've got no problem with that. But it is the kid inside me. It's, you know, the whole of the transfer window is all about who can sign the shiniest thing. And when Liverpool are at the top of their game for the last two years, we haven't been able to capitalise on that and bring in this talent that we thought we would be able to do bring in no question it does also upset me in the same regard so I'm always on the fence in this argument I never really know where to settle I don't know about you yeah I, I completely agree with every, everything you said there mate you know I think in terms of this whole thing we all want Thiago everyone knows that Thiago is as you say a star-studded player that, that every Liverpool supporter wants uh, Jürgen Klopp and, and the club to add but I think these are uncertain times and, and we've just got to be careful and patient. And, you know, FSG have done so, so many good things for us over the last few years that we need to actually trust them, trust Klopp, trust Michael Edwards and just see what happens now and, and, and into the future because we, we do look like a very good self-sustainable club right now. But as much as we say that, at the same time, we would love to make deals like Thiago, like Timo Werner when, when that was a big thing um, quite a few months ago now. Um, but yeah, there's more comments here. Um, Abdul Ismail says 
Guys, if it's going to happen, it will happen. As fans, we have no role in the decision. We just need to relax and let those at the club do their jobs. They know best, not us. Absolutely right. And then Faisal Papa says, I think it's hard for us fans to see all this success and not push forward from it by strengthening. Every Mm -hmm. other team is closing the gap. I think they're both right, Bailey. I absolutely do. I think... From from Ab- Abdul's perspective, he hits the nail on the head that we can talk about it as much as we want, but it's not going to make it any more likely to happen by how much we're all talking about it. So, you know, we've just got to let the club do their thing. If it's going to happen, it will happen. If not, then I- I'm confident in the squad that we've got going into the season. But at the same time, we're seeing Chelsea spend an absolute shit ton of money, which we'll never, ever be able to, to compete with. We're seeing City strengthen, bringing in Ake, linked with Koulibaly, um, Ferran Torres as well. United linked with Sancho heavily. It's very difficult to see and to know that we're struggling to or, or not willing to pay thirty million for a world class midfielder when we've got all this going going on around us. Yeah, absolutely. And I, but I was having a obviously we had a conversation yesterday in our group chat. I was asking people what they think their top six would be um, in order because uh, I personally think it's going to be one of the closest top sixes we've ever had uh, for the reasons you've mentioned. Chelsea strengthened massively. I think United with all credit due to them, then field with having Pogba back and introducing Bruno in there and another season under Ollie's belt, they're going to finish in and around uh, the top four. Oh, not again. Oh. <laughs> oh. Again, it's all dramatic. It's a dramatic effect. Um, it's because I mentioned United. They just shut me off. But um, no, I think they'll be in and around the top four again. Uh, Spurs, you know, with another season under Mourinho, I think it was his, his second season with United that he put them second. Arteta, as he's shown post the lockdown, has absolutely smashed it with his coaching. No, they've, put, they've beat us twice. Um, so it's going to be really close. And I'd like to know in the comments, guys, if you're watching this, you know, after the fact, what is your top six, first to six? Give us it, because it's up for debate right now. And I want to know exactly where you think these teams will finish. But all in all, mate, I, uh, I'm excited for the new season. Uh, I'm sick of the transfer window again because we've not done too much business. But I'm sure if we sign Thiago, I'll get the banners out. I'll be clapping my hands. And I think that's one of the biggest elements is that because of the post, you know, season win, Liverpool haven't been their best. You know, they we lost the Community Shield despite playing an extra friendly than Arsenal, and it's hard to take. Even though you can hold your hands up and say we weren't, our heads had gone or our heads had sort of gone back into fourth or, fifth, fourth or third gear after we'd won the league. I want us to go back to the pre-lockdown, purely vicious, don't take no for an answer, you know, turn those draws or losses opportunities into draws and wins and just go hell for leather again at the start of the season. And I think that's going to be Liverpool's hardest task is if we don't bring any new faces into the the club, can we show again that we have the drive and determination to go what's basically a third season, although we didn't win it in the first season, to go all the way to 97 points and push City neck and neck to then absolutely clear the league last season. I want to see that drive and determination. And if Klopp's not signing anybody, I hope he believes in his players that they can deliver that drive and determination again, because that's all I'm asking for. Yeah, I'm sick of the transfer window too, Bailey, because Everton seem to have won it again, haven't they? (laughs) But but yeah, just on the... Has Richard Keyes made a comment about that yet? Uh, No, not yet. No, no. Sure. Just on the kit, finally, ZZ says saucy kit. Stronger C Villain says it's all right, better than the away kit. And Johnny Walker simply says, don't like it. Um, but yeah, there we go. Mixed opinions then on the kit, clearly. 
thank you very much uh, for watching. Um, subscribe to the RedmenTV.com to pay for Bailey's Light for the next <laughs> Redmen News. Um, and yeah, like <laughs> that, we look forward to a good weekend of football and we shall see you very soon. Ta-ra. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.